What's up, Good Morning Hospitality listeners? Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm one of your hosts, Will Slickers, and we want to promote our company, Good Morning Startups, as one of the sponsors of the show. The three of us, Michael, Brandy, and myself, have formed a company called Good Morning Startups to advise the next generation of hospitality founders and entrepreneurs. So if you are a new founder or a startup in the ecosystem of short-term rentals, hotels, and beyond, we'd love to work with you or at least hear about what you're doing. You can go to goodmorningstartups.com in order to apply to see if we are a good fit to work with you and if you are a good fit to work with us. From integration partnerships to direct connection to potential customers, Good Morning Startups is the advisory group and incubator for you. So we're really excited to form this company all because of the amazing listeners of Good Morning Hospitality. So without further ado, we're going to get you back to the episode, but check out goodmorningstartups.com in order to find out more. And back to the episode. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time, so if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in, in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Morning, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Happy 2021. I know. I was gonna say, welcome to the future. We made it. I know. I know. I know. We were texting with like around New Year's Eve, actually, and of course, in Europe was a bit uh, ahead of you. And then you were asking, "Is something changed?" Well, I wish I could tell you, COVID is past. I make the joke with flying cars, but I know, just it's a new year. I'm, but actually, I was super excited this time. I was like, this year is gonna. Can we only be better, right? I'm not a negative person in general, but it's, I'm, I'm curious what 2021 will bring us. I am. It has to be better too. than 2020. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I know. I was going to say, unfortunately, we don't wake up and it's a, like a new year, new me type deal with uh, all the events that happened in 2020. Some of the stuff uh, obviously is still here 
and we're still chugging along. So I'm glad that we're, you know, still bringing some bright and uh, uh, colors and excitement to the industry through the show. Uh, I guess maybe how was your guys' New Year's overall? Just starting off, like, what was it like for you, uh, Mr. Golden and Mr. Ross? Uh, just understanding, like, you know, we're all in different parts of the world. So kind of curious to see how that went. Yeah, for me, it was the, the classic collard greens and black eyed peas uh, for, for New Year's, but nothing too crazy or too wild. Um, you know, we've got a, a little 19 month old at home, so kind oh, okay. of uh, binds us a little bit from getting too wild. But yeah, yeah I'm, it was a much needed few days away from work but ready for 2021 got a, got a good feeling about this year maybe maybe not january but the months that follow <laughs> how about you mr ross no it was nice actually spent some good family time it's also nice but uh, i was super actually i was full with energy and it's sometimes you still have this january dip when it's okay do you really have to go back again but actually now i really i just was full with energy you spend a lot of time with family, but now I got so much time and energy. So I think it's a good sign. Um, I'm positive about January. Of course, it'll be a strange month still. But uh, so for Michael G, we can skip January <laughs> if you would like to. But no, I'm I'm curious what this year will bring us. And again, there's so much things happened last year. I think a lot of things accelerated in 2020 in innovation, automation. We, we might discuss this soon. But you see that a lot of things probably came quicker now. So I'm really curious what it will bring us uh, this year. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, crazy to think about like the whole 2020 in the in the year sense of 12 months and all the events that happened. It feels like it was a week ago back last January, but it's also it was 12 months ago. It feels like a century at the same time. So it's just been weird to reflect on the year. Uh, obviously, last week we talked about what we've learned and what we're pretty much reflecting on and what we see, you know, from this year what's happened uh it's been pretty interesting to to take a grasp on that on the time frame it just feels weird so like you guys i think january probably not going to be you know super great but excited for the months to come afterwards so i think that is also a great way to get into the bidruption report i've been feeling energized this morning i was on like a great call last night and i just kind of carrying on so i'm pumped to hear what you guys have to say for the Bidruption report and what's with all the noise. So I think, Mr. Ross, I'm going to kick it off to you. Perfect. Welcome to the new Bidruption report of this year. Of course, I'm starting with the startup of the week. The one of this week is Hote Hero. I spoke with, with Florian, one of the founders of Hote Hero, and actually, it's really interesting what they're doing. They actually, especially now when hotels are looking for new possibilities and new channel managers, PMS, and this comparison is, it's, well, it's everybody's comparison in travel, but not if you're looking at the hoteliers by itself. So actually what they did, they built a marketplace. And as a hotel, you can uh, set up what kind of hotel are you? What is your size, certification rental? How big are you, et cetera. And they're actually recommending a channel manager or a PMS. You can also compare the cost. So, they give you an advice, so it's actually in a meta search and a marketplace where you can find your, uh, your technical solutions. Again, what I mentioned, PMS, channel manager, many, many more. So actually they matchmaking, and also you can manage your contracts there. So you can also see if I move from channel manager A to B, 
I could save this amount of money. So I think that did something really cool what they built. They're pretty early stage, but I have a, they have a lot of potential to to grow quicker. So if you're in Hotel Yang looking to save some money, I would just recommend check hotelhero.tech. Uh, they have for sure uh, something great built. Um, so check them out. Also, I would like again to compliment the whole team of Bidroom. I did it last week as well. Um, today we did kind of a kickoff. Now things start again. I send a really long email to them about some plans, the way I see things, the things they will be differently this year. I think still a year will be uh, focusing on travel recovery. We talk about it soon. Will take a while, but uh, I'm positive it can come come back. Probably not as before, but I'm positive about this one. And I really feel this is going to be a historical year for Bidroom. And that's also there was the title of my email. I think this year, um, I mentioned before, in a crisis or in a situation like this, uh, people can accelerate, can perform, can can outstand. So I think we can come out stronger. Uh, we build a great product, improve the product. So if we're looking at the at Bidroom, I think we can need it. We can think we can come back stronger. And I really feel it's going to be a historical year for our company in a positive way. So let's make it happen. Um, Next week, again, I'll talk you more about events, which, which is coming. But still, if you're looking at January, not many events are planned. So um, yeah, I keep you informed. I hope soon we're starting also with the I Meet Hotel events again, and uh, I will let you know. Happy Monday, everybody. Um, this week, we're going to be going through, in general, our, our episode today is going to be about predictions for 2021. But before we get into our predictions, we want to go through some other people's predictions first. So pulling up short-term rentals, uh, 2021 predictions is a, a compilation of a, a number of industry leaders Gonna run through real quick and, and basically say agree or disagree. Uh, first is tiny and mobile homes will be preferred types of lodging. Disagree. Um, I think they will grow in adoption, but they will not be the preferred type of lodging. Uh, until COVID is under control, I still think short-term rentals are gonna be the, the go-to for most people. Second, Remote, far-flung destinations will gain further traction. Agreed. I think a lot of people are, are excited to see the world. And typically, people wanted to go to cities and have enjoy the culture, the experience, the restaurants, the nightlife. But all that is more or less taken away. So it is definitely the time to shine for far-flung destinations. Next, the Attenborough effect and the rise of regenerative travel, basically saying that uh, ecotourism or people being super conscious about their travels uh, will, will rise. I don't think that's going to be the case in 2021. Uh, I think people have been cooped up for too long. Even the people that are sensitive to climate change and all of that are are not going to be overly sensitive. They're going to want to get out of their house. They're going to want to travel. And hopefully they'll be able to get on airplanes um, despite the, the carbon emissions that airplanes spew out. Uh, next, tech convergence will continue at a rapid pace. 
I agree 100%. In fact, this will lead into one of, one of my predictions. So we'll table that for a minute. Quality control will continue its acceleration. Absolutely. Uh, short-term rentals, the, the big difference between short-term rentals and hotels is uh, standardization and, and quality control. And I think short-term rentals are doing a better job of, of catching up to hotels. And I think 2021 will, will continue that accelerated trend. Um, and then the rise of hospitality hybrids will blur lines even more with hotels. 100% agree, and, and this is going to be one of my uh, additional predictions as well. Hospitality hybrids, we, we've talked about it a lot on this show, but you have to be flexible in, in this day and age and expect the giants to, to be flexible. And then the last one is work from home. We'll shift to work from anywhere. And if you don't think this is happening or, or real, uh, you, you must be working from home without the internet or something, but it is, it is here to stay. And I think it's here to stay for a long, long time, if not for forever. So uh, those are the predictions that, um, that, well, there's one more. Airbnb's IPO will intensify regulation of short-term rentals. We've also talked about this on the show a number of times, wholeheartedly agree. That's where Noiseware, shameless plug, fits into uh, the, the greater ecosystem because noise is one of the leading reasons why cities regulate short-term rentals. And that is why Noiseware is here to help. But I want to bring on the other guys and start talking about some uh, additional predictions. Any any disagreements with my, my feedback there, Michael or Will? Well, the, one, the sustainability part. I just had an article, an interview a week ago. Of course, I think still, I think people are more concerned about sustainability, about the environment than before. Um, is it the reason to not travel? No, at this point, I agree with you. But I think people are more concerned than before about uh, everything around safety, earth, sustainability, climate change. I think so. I think people have this in mind more than before. Um, I do agree that people will still travel. There's always a group of people who don't care, uh, unfortunately. But I think people have this more in mind. Uh, so I think it will will play a bit and I think it will be more uh, will be more important than before. My uh my one disagreement will be the um the uh the tiny home accommodation. I do think that is going to pick up um more. There's already a good buzz around it and the only reason why I say that because I'm in, in a couple of groups and we uh, are all talking about it. I have an investor uh, of mine. Pretty much, we're we're starting a brand for them in order to to get this going as well. So I think the tiny home, the pop up um, trend, I think is going to be pretty popular, at least in the states. I don't know about anywhere so else. I agree that it's going to increase in yeah, but I, it will not be the preferred type of lodging. No, no. Okay, so that's where no, that's the difference. That is clearly coming yeah. from that space, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it is. It is not like anybody that travels with a family is not going to go share a tiny home that is a studio no. during COVID. They're going to get some space, and anyone that's going to be yeah. sharing with another family or friends or anything gonna be in a rental it's um, a solo person or a couple travel accommodation i think 
what is super popular here is the campings, right? The camper vans, they had a new record in many countries. They they boom. So if you see the numbers of camper vans yeah. uh, and campers which are sold actually in this year, it broke yeah. in many countries a new record. So I think we never addressed this topic. Yeah. Um, so I think this is going to be more and more uh, uh, yeah, grow. I agree 100%. We're growing from 1% to 3% market share versus, you know, being preferred. One out of five people has a caravan or camper in here. So, (laughs) come on. Where? One out of five? In Europe, for sure. It's it's, it's really, the Netherlands is, I think, one of the biggest countries related to to people who just travel by camper van or or caravan. I think he called it the same in the US, but you see it in here in Poland and other countries, it's really increasing. The, the, the sales gonna, was sky high. Yeah, so. I was going to say, I have a friend who's an RV salesman, and that's the biggest request is like the smaller solo travel, but like caravan sprinter type deal has uh, been the popular off the off the lot pretty quickly. Like they turn and burn through that inventory. Um, and another one is um, there's a, I, this would be a great bid eruption report startup of the week, but uh, uh, Canva. Uh, or a cabana, sorry, is what they're called. They're a startup here in Seattle, but they're a hotel on wheels where they're a customized brand for, you know, sprinters and they feature, you know, pull out kitchens, showers, bathroom, um, you know, luggage, storage, closet, comfy bed, Netflix, solo panels, you name it. Um, they have the whole thing. So I think it would be a great bid eruption report, but no, it's definitely a growing market. Not preferred, though, Michael, you are correct on that. I don't think it's going to be preferred, but I do think it's going to open up a pretty a pretty different uh, you know, um, segment for, for travel. Well, it's the group, right? You can see the families, and we talk about it soon, but if you're looking at the families, they don't travel to other countries. They're a bit concerned, and they want to be together. So I think, especially in the family group, um, they don't travel abroad. Road or not too far away. They don't want to fly at least. For this, is a, it's, there's a huge potential. So in buying or or even renting an RV. I think for the singles, the couples, they will still travel. They they're the first one to bounce back. The millennials, they will they will re, they will travel. <clears throat> Business, there will be some travel, of course, um, but it will be less than before. But I think recovery will be mainly millennials and couples and single and singles. Families, this will take a while. This will take, I think this will take, this will be hopefully this year, but it might be even longer. But again, I think this is that why you see them moving and going into travel by car, um, Airbnbs or, or vacation rental, et cetera. This will be for sure super popular for the for the families. Well, well um, I, I can roll into the four main predictions that I have if uh, you guys want to piggyback on those or or Michael have your own for the hotel segment, but um, the the first two are, are going to be two repeats from this. The work from anywhere trend is going to continue and it's going to rise. And we saw it starting to rise a little bit before COVID. Um, it was it was uh, what was it called where people would tack on two or three days to their business trip and. Uh, have a little bit extra time in these cities, but I think that's going to expand even longer and people are going to be able to bring their families, especially with schools still being remote in, in many parts of the country. Yeah. The next is 
big brands will try new things. And we've all seen and talked about Marriott's success. If the other major hotel companies aren't looking at that and saying we should do that too, uh, their whole strategy team should be fired. Um, Seriously, they they should be gone if, if this isn't a part of their playbook in the coming years. So I would expect some big brands to try different things. Um, they might not all be hotel brands. Maybe it's airlines. Maybe it's, uh, who knows, trains. But like thing, things will be, be tried in, in new ways in 2022. Another one is vendor acquisition. The, if you look back at a lot of people's predictions year after year, and especially in short-term rentals, it's consolidation of the industry, but primarily the consolidation has happened on the property management side. It hasn't happened a whole lot on the vendor side. And I think this year is, is the year that a number of vendors are going to start to consolidate. And, and I think that's going to be ultimately a, a good thing for the industry. And, and then, Michael, can I, I was going to say, yeah. can I ask you what type of vendors are you talking about? Like, give us an example, because I know probably a couple of vendors like, you know, NoiseAware is a vendor and a couple other like people that we work with. Um, but what what kind of prediction of a vendor acquisition would you make without maybe even going too, too detailed? Yeah, I mean, it, just look where there's a lot of competition. There's 80 PMSs that have, you know, 10,000 or more listings. Like, yeah, that's obviously an area that can use some consolidation. Um, there, there's a number of pricing companies that are, are popping up. So that's an area that can be consolidated, uh, channel management. You know, there's lots of channel managers out there. Uh, I think that could be one that, that's ripe as well. Um, and then there's also a, a lot of home automation companies. It, it was my, my joke every year at, at BRMA, which is the big industry event that, there's going to be two new home automation platforms that pop up and two that were there last year that aren't there this year. It's just a, a continuous cycle. So I think those are, are some of the key areas, but I mean, it could be, could be anywhere. Um, but good question. And then the last piece is it, this will be the year of the franchise. Uh, I think a lot of PMs are looking at their tech stack and saying, Hey, if we just hand this to somebody else in another market, we don't want to expand ourselves because we know there's operational challenges. But if we gave somebody our playbook, we feel really good about our playbook. And, and I think a lot of people are going to be trying to franchise their local market or their one or two market companies into mm-hmm. additional places. I 100% agree with that. Just to piggyback off of that last part, I think it, you're, Hundred percent correct. That I already know of one company, pretty big in the ski resort, you know, type destination, and they're already thinking like, how do we franchise this? We don't want to be in these markets ourselves, but we know that we have been doing this for thirty plus years, and we're killing it, and we can kill it in other markets. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, couldn't not agree more with that. Oh, there, were, there were many points. If you go back to the first one, <laughs> why? You mentioned this open, uh, this open work, the more flexibility. And this morning, I sent an email to the team and actually included seven letters, uh, seven keywords actually. What I think will be important. So it was better travel, it was innovation, distribution channels, recovery, open API, out of office, and more. The word more. 
So actually, of course, better travel makes sense. I mentioned the sustainability, innovation. I think we did so much innovation, people moving uh, further. More distribution channels. I think also people, the companies, you mentioned a few, but also I think uh, hotels, vacation rental, looking to more different distribution channels. You see that as a short-term rental, it's just Airbnb and some others. And in the, the hotel business is Booking and Expedia, who's, who's actually have a duopoly. You can see now we had the biggest growth ever. Uh, of course, it's all about recovery. I mentioned open API. I think also you see it connectivity is more standards. I think we're also working on this. So I think more than open, uh, open API. The out of office I mentioned, so people were more out of the office. And I think there's huge potential people this remotely working, flexibility and more. I think everything will be more than 2020, right? So we'll be more, <laughs> hopefully we will travel more again. Um, we don't want to have more members. Everything is more than last year. So the funny thing, if you, taking all the first letters together as bedroom. So it was also more like kind of a joke, but uh, so we made it together. So it was a nice email. So it looked like if I picked them based on the on the words, kind of I did as well. But I think indeed what you mentioned, this open API connectivity, for sure we talk about a lot of, and there's a lot of consolidation for sure. It's too fragmented, too difficult, the whole industry. They, they We talked about also in the previous episodes, it's too difficult to, to, to move to another one. So I think there will be consolidation, more open standards. And, uh, and again, um, also when you mentioned this, this this work will be different. If we we talked about this morning, like how do we see it? Do we go back to fully to the office? I don't think so. You just go to a hybrid model, and I think everybody who went actually to this model, they're not going back. So there will be more, uh, more and more will be will be hybrid. I think it's good. I think this will be also standard. The people traveling still for work, staying longer, work from there. I think also it's you can use your creativity more. So I think what should have what could happen in maybe in a time frame of 10 years happen now in one year with innovation, the way of people adapting working from home or working from uh, workation or whatever how, how people are calling this nowadays. So I think it's just an acceleration what happened in 2020. And of mm -hmm. course it's and, hard. And to piggyback on, on that point, it, it rolls in well with this question. Um, do you think more jobs will be offered or new jobs? Uh, for us, I know specifically at Noiseware, we, we're doing a lot of hiring right now and we no longer have to, to pull just from Dallas. We can hire from anywhere because we also don't have plans to go back to an office and, yeah. and we'll have office space and it'll be flexible for people to come in and out as, as they want to or, or desire. But Yes, I, I think more opportunities will open up because you don't have to be in the city that your job is, is based out of. Mm -hmm. um, that and as soon as travel returns, then you know, travel was the number one or hospitality in general is the number one uh, job loss, at least in the U.S. I would have to imagine it's the same around the world. So 100% new jobs will be around as soon as travel turns around, which... I think we're, we're optimistic Q2 yeah. uh, on the early side and, and Q3 at the latest. We, we will hopefully be in um, greater than 50% occupancy levels for hotels. Yeah. You see a lot of well, people gonna... job that went maybe to different, to, they get a different job in a completely different workspace, right? You see they're moving out from hospitality because there was no jobs available. 
So mm -hmm. I think there will be a lot of jobs uh, um, needed soon. We talked about in previous episodes also about reskilling, upskilling. Uh, we mentioned hotel.co. Well, I think this will be there will be a new shift, a new generation. Actually, I think also that's why I think this all innovation, the way of thinking, how people using social media, so of, of and in general, advertising will be also shifting. So I think there will be it, what what I mentioned before. What should happen maybe in ten years happened in one year. Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of people lost their jobs. Um, some of them might find a job somewhere else, but not in hospitality quite, quite often. So I think there will be indeed a new generation or a new some upskilling or reskilling happening in there. Yeah. Um, and things will be automated, right? I think there will be some shift. Uh, there will be some group who really lost their job. They're not come back because it's automated. So this is the idea. We'll see some change there. My my biggest thing is like, I think with you guys just saying what you said with the work from anywhere trend, um, I don't think it's going to be quite a trend. I think it's going to be, like you said, the office will be there for people to kind of come in and go as they please. But I think also working from home or working from a co-working space or working from a vacation rental or a hotel near the beach where you can get in, you know, go unplug your laptop and go unwind for a bit is going to become the new we talked about in the first episode, you know, COVIDpreneurs, but I think we're going to see a lot of people in the space that never thought about entrepreneurism um, or entrepreneurship in the sense of now they've gotten a taste of that freedom, that freelance style, mm -hmm. that free uh, thinking, creativity. And, and of course, like you said, marketing, um, social media, like we're seeing so many huge, like basically like one of the biggest things I learned with me is that I'm not a podcast, I'm a media company. Like basically if you look at, everything that goes through and so keeping up with what is going on on these social platforms as well as you know pretty much anything on the internet uh, and how it all works it, i think people are really starting to see that and i think it's going to be something that's going to carry on for quite a while and create a lot of new entrepreneur slash maybe not full-time entrepreneurs either in the space more like uh hey i like my job i love my job i can work anywhere and make that steady income but i can also mm -hmm. really have that open time for my side hustle that really gives it's like a hobby that has a revenue stream with it you know so i think it's going to be a lot of a lot of that yeah you see you need the digital nomads right it's it's booming you see that the hotels offering services to stay here for one month for a small rate so this whole digital nomad and, and traveling it will stay for a while now i think it's co cool. see also like people moving inside hustle they going to more, they can create something. It's more easy than ever to create something by yourself, to build a brand or even personal brand and become an influencer, travel expert, travel around the world, try to get some things compensated. So this is more easy than, than before. So you call it COVIDpreneurs. And, and I think there will be still, and I hope a lot of new entrepreneurs popping up actually the coming year. So I think also just if somebody sees the interesting ones, share it because like I mentioned in the big yeah. option report. But I think it's something really interesting to look into what actually, which kind of companies popping up actually in the coming year or pop up last year, but also it's popping up in the coming uh, coming year. Yeah, and I, and I think another trend, maybe less travel, but it, it can ultimately lead to more travel is the, with piggybacking on the work from anywhere, I, I my wife and I binge watched a, uh, a series called Mediterranean Life. The people just like picked up their lives and moved to Croatia or uh, Montenegro or the coast of Spain or Portugal or whatever. And like, as at least as an American and, and the prices that homes are in, in many cities and states here, looking at a 
yeah. a house that overlooks the Mediterranean from Croatia that only costs two, three hundred thousand uh, dollars is pretty attractive. And considering you can work from anywhere, so as long as you've got a stable internet connection, you can literally pick up your family, move across the world, and have a, a really cool quality of life. Um, and, and I think that's probably something a lot of people have dreamed of, and and maybe we'll we'll start to do this year at, at an accelerated rate. I couldn't agree more, and I think. Uh... Brianne as well. She's definitely gonna do that when she's retired, she says. But why wait till you're retired? Just do it now. <laughs> no, but we had it's funny to say because I and me and my wife had the same topic. We said, okay, why not travel to different countries and moving out? And it's experience for the kids. It's not always easy, of course. Now we will not do because of bedroom, but in a few yeah. years when bedroom is or when the IPO or sold or we'll see where it will bring us. Um, then we have some episodes about the whole IPO of bedroom. Um, but after this period, after this phase, <laughs> so I, I don't say it will be, I think it will be a period of three years, to be honest, and not much longer. So after we will do the same. Why not move to a different country? Why not even my daughter speaks perfect English, go even for whatever, for a period to the US. Uh, we're swapping homes with Michael G and he can go to Krakow for a while. Um, but there I also go to, <laughs> or go to different places. Why not? It's so beautiful. And we, we all miss travel. And I think this yeah. will be more happening than before when you're able to work from everywhere. Constantly, you get creativity, new energy, and I think it only helps you in doing your work better. So, yeah. I will do the same in a few years as well, and I'm looking forward yeah. to it already. And it's so different spending. I mean, even just spending one full week somewhere, but two, two, three weeks a month in a single location is a totally different travel experience than you know, the typical American to Europe travels for two weeks and they go to three or four cities and they you know, don't spend more than two or three days per city, right? And, and yes, you can go see the Mona Lisa and the Eiffel Tower and then have a nice dinner and then go somewhere else. Like, you don't really get the feel. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't really experience the culture until you've stayed there for several weeks straight. And, and you know, I spent about a month in Krakow and I absolutely loved it. And, and I think a lot of the places that I like across the world are places I've spent more than a day or two, more than a week or two, really, mm -hmm. uh, because you really get to feel the culture mm -hmm. and experience the life. Well, uh, yeah, just shame. go like every year, go for two or three months, just go to a different country and, and feel the local life and get this experience for yourself for, or for your kids. And they are out for, for a while anyway, during the summer days, but you have this experience working from a different place for those summer months or two, three months per year. I think it's it's a great opportunity. So uh, I'm happy that Brian also agrees with me. And uh, I, I can't wait. I, the more I'm thinking about it, actually, we discussed also during this Christmas days. So yeah, just a few years still focusing on uh, on this great journey. But I think after it will be great to do it. Right? Yeah. Say, I, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Will uh, I've I've been just continuously planting the seed with my life, like. <laughs> As soon as Oliver's a little bit older, we're going to spend one month a year, every year, somewhere else. Like, yeah. you know, in in Alabama in July, August, it's oppressively hot and humid. <laughs> I would love to get out <laughs> in those months. So yeah. I, I think that's something that I certainly plan on doing in, in the next few years once, once my little one gets a little bit older. Yeah. 
Well, I was going to say a shameless plug uh, for the Destination Air Awards uh, that we did last year and continuing continuing on this year. I think that's the most like, and I was on a call last night with um, you know, on this new platform I was telling you about called Clubhouse. And there's a bunch of people that were starting to get into Airbnb investing or you know short-term rental investing and then also hotels. And the one thing that is going to be the game changer is creating experiences. People that you have to be wired to create these memories, these moments. Um, it's an art. It becomes something. That's where like where we get really geeky with hospitality. And I think it's cool to talk shop with you guys on the show. And I, but like getting the like hearing like talking about moments and experiences and becoming part of that local community. Um, I think that's where it's really going to bring back the the heart of hospitality, especially with COVID. Like you know everyone's masked up. We got plexiglass in front of hotels and all these other things like that human experience. We don't get to fully, uh, you know, take in. But I think even more than ever right now is going to be wiring to or the more we're being intentional with these experiences and like what we're providing and offering and and just being intentional with our our humanism. Uh, then I think it's going to be pretty, pretty incredible and game changing for the time moving forward. And I just want to say shout out to Brie for. Uh, interacting with us. She's got kids too. And I don't think her husband would like her moving off uh, to <laughs> some other country, but Hey, someday. And uh, thanks for engaging with us. It's been awesome. So yeah, that was just my little shameless plug for the awards. And then of course the the concept. But look at the positivity we have during this, this uh, podcast, right? We are so looking forward to the future things will come. I think we never talk, talk so much about family and wives and conversations we had during Christmas time. But actually, yeah. if you see what you're talking about, actually, we did the same. I was so many times we talked about we, when we saw our friends, we talked about, okay, should we celebrate New Year's Eve somewhere, maybe in Dubai or somewhere else? Uh, what mm -hmm. is the next destination? So we talked so much. If we just if I not think about about those days, so much about holidays, man. I think all of us are so looking forward. So, yes, people say the recovery can take a while, but I think we're so hungry to travel. I think we just we can't wait. So I think as soon people feel a bit safer we'll just go we just yeah. we want to get out we want to travel so i'm positive awesome. yeah let's go let's do it right now just kidding uh well <laughs> thanks guys uh for being on of course every week we love uh we've had pretty great engagement today uh brie shout out to you again just for uh for you know commenting on the show um if you guys have any comments uh, or questions for next week's episode let us know Thank you for just being a part of the show. Guys, great. Bringing in a lot of incredible insight. I love working with you. Um, so here's to a bright future and a bright uh, you know, travel uh, travel time, I guess. That's pretty much all I can think of. That's right. Cool. Perfect. Well, enjoyed it. Here's to 2021. Woo-woo. That's